Welcome back. Mailing podcast time. I'm your host, Brett Merriman. To my right, the lovely, the oat, not oat, not quite oatmealed. It's like cream. Cream. The cream sweatered Sally DeFreeze. Good morning, Sally. Now that I've looked down at the sweater, good morning, Brett. It's really pilled. I need to get one of, do you have one of those things that, the sweater shavers? I don't have a sweater shaver. I need one, though, because I'm, I'm starting to get pilled myself. It's one of the most satisfying things you can ever do. Really? Yeah. I got one off Amazon and then subsequently lost it. And then mm, okay. the one that I got on Amazon is no longer made. So I'm in the market for a new sweater shaver. Interesting. Because okay. I've had two, and the first mm. one from Amazon did not honestly shave well enough. Okay. But I'm curious to see. So it's kind of like a, you basically it's like a razor almost, right? No, it's it's like this little. I don't really know the technology of like electric razors, like the mm. ones that like the round ones. You know what I'm uh, talking yes. about? It's like that, yes, yes. or like oh, a, almost like a nose hair trimmer. It's not like an actual blade, mm. or if it is, it's like little holes, and then there's a blade that goes so it doesn't like actually right, so it doesn't slice your sweater. Right. Up. Yeah, I I don't. I've never had much luck with the electric razors that are not like. A blade, like an exposed blade. blade. Yeah. The ones that are like, I, I know what you mean. Like they're like inside of the little circles and you kind of yeah. like buzz around. They don't work. It's not for me. close enough, yeah. but you don't want that to be that close on your sweaters. You don't want to like no, mow through, you know. But people out there will say that you're not supposed to shave your sweaters because it like mm. breaks down the integrity of the the threads. You just don't want to But be then I would there. also argue, like, I'm not going to wear a pilled sweater. So I might as well shave it, and if yeah. that decreases the amount of time I can wear it, it was already decreased anyway because it was pilled. Yeah, you're not you're you're not just gonna not wear it because it's pilled. You're just gonna shave it and then wear right. it. Right, it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. So if anyone has any sweater shavers, pop uh, my most recent purchase on Amazon is uh, breathing strips for your nose. How's that working out? Uh, they're on their way. I'll let you know. I need some. I think I do too. I also want to go to like an ENT and just. Check just out have your... had them go in and like blow out my uh, nasal cavity, I guess. But like, I want surgery. I, like I'm tired a of having a, surgery. Yeah, I'm, I don't want a nasally voice anymore. I mean, I'm a nasal girl. Yeah, everyone knows that about me. <laughs> I think another thing a lot of people know about me is that I've had several nose jobs. Several. Yeah. I didn't know that. I've had three. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Really. Well, I had one in high school because okay. I broke my nose mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a cheerleading stunt accident. Mm, that'll do it. <laughs> and I had a big bump. So I had a nose job my senior year of high school to get the bump removed from my broken nose. Okay. Okay. Then flash forward a couple of years and the person who did my nose job, PSA to anybody getting plastic surgery. Plastic surgery now is so specialized that if you're going to like get your boobs done or you're going to get your nose done or whatever, you need to go to somebody that that's like the only thing they do. Mm, You don't want like a... You don't want a boob guy doing your nose. Correct. You don't want like the utility player doing doing your face. There's no such thing as a five-tool plastic surgeon. Well, because at this point, unless it's a plastic surgeon from a small town, but like most people specialize so much now that they only do faces or they only do boobs or they only do reconstruction, et cetera. Butts is a big thing. Yeah. So I went to a guy who was, he kind of did a little of everything. Mm, Okay. And he didn't do enough noses for it to be good. So then I had all the scar tissue. So then I went back to a plastic surgeon that my dad was one of my dad's best friends from med school who said like, hey, I don't want to make you look like Michael Jackson. So we're just going to go in and take out the scar tissue and we're not doing anything else. Mm, Okay. So I did that in college and then all the scar tissue came back. Mm, And then I ended up going to a certain Beverly Hills doctor who has a TV show. 90210? No, the botched people. Oh. Shouts Dr. Nassif. Uh, who no did, way. You had a celebrity celebrity doctor? <laughs> well, because I, I had this nose that I hated that like all stemmed from me breaking it and then getting surgeries and then it like turned into something that was never my actual nose. So mm-hmm. right before I met Will, actually, probably why he decided to slide into my DMs. Because of your uh, nose. I went out to LA and got my nose fully fixed. They like reconstructed my whole nose because I like – 
I had had a deviated septum, which was like not really part of the thing, you mm-hmm. know, but they like had to fully build my nose back. No shit. And then ever since then, I like follow up with him and stuff. And he's always like, your nasal passages are so swollen. And it's because we live in Austin where allergies are just so bad. So even though I can, mm. when I'm not like having allergies, I can breathe great because my actual nasal passages are straight and everything now. But we unfortunately live in like the most allergy city in the United States. Yeah, we do. And I, for forever, I've had a nasally voice. Mm-hmm. And I just want to, like, I want to go see. I want to go walk, like walk into, I, I, I want a consultation. That's what I want to do. I just have them You check. should go see an ENT though. Yeah, and check them out. I mean, you know this probably. There's a lot of research out there right now that mouth breathing is really, really bad for you. I've and heard so of like mouth tape that you that, sleep so with. So taping your mouth while you, while you sleep so that you're forced to breathe through your nose because it basically changes all of these things. Like it changes the shape of your face and things like that when you breathe through your mouth. Really? And if you're constantly congested because you live in Austin and you're a mouth breather, it like causes all these health problems. Go well, listen to a Huberman lab. Th- I'm I'm one of them. So yeah, I'm a mouth breather from Austin because what if I if I legit like tape my mouth shut, I would suffocate. Well, you have to train yourself to basically breathe through your nose. I think, like when I play hockey, I think just breathing in general, like long runs and stuff like that. I've never been able. I, I can't breathe through my nose. Yeah, you need to go see an ENT. I think I'm going to. Yeah. Randy got me on the on the strips train. Well, let me know how the strips work. I used to use something called nose cones. They were like these like stints you put in your nose, these little plastic things, and keep your so you like shove them in your nostrils from the inside, and they keep your nostrils open. No way. Randy's laughing. Randy's apparently. Randy's I'm not kidding because I couldn't. Too. The thing was, I couldn't use strips after my nose job for a while because they. Oh yeah. Because it, they, yeah. So. I would use these nose cones to like stent open my airway while my nose was still swollen. And I would lose those things all the time. Like I'd sleep in them, but I'd take them out in the middle of the night, you know, like same way as a retainer. Mm-hmm. It used to piss Will off. He'd be like, found some nose cones. It's gross. <laughs> just like you like roll over on one. You're just, yeah. Ugh. Or like Rosie would be eating them. Like oh, they're they're tiny, but like I would just hear chewing on something. I'm like, oh, there's. That's a nose cone. Right? And you do the cones. thing where you like you hold the top of their their, their snout. And, you're just and like, you just get, get it. Get it. Get it. Grab it out of there. Yep. Oh, man. A lot of stuff y'all didn't know about me till j- today. Yeah, this is the mail-in podcast. We <laughs> answer questions. Please tell a friend about the show. Send some clips like the one we're going to put out of Sally talking about nose cones. Shouts to Adam uh, for doing those. Subscribe on iTunes. Follow on Spotify. Hit the hotline number, 888-362-MAIL. That is 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at mail-in podcast. Um, It'll also be under this episode in the show description. So two housekeeping things. One, sorry for missing last week. There was an ice storm in Austin and everybody got thrown off. Yeah. Two. Be driving in that. If you didn't see on the mail and Instagram nor Sally's Instagram story. Next week, little treat for you guys. Which we are probably recording the day that this ep- this current episode's coming out. So okay. if you have like a really, really, really pressing question. And you get it to me by this afternoon, a.k.a. Thursday afternoon. Thursday afternoon. Hit me in the DM. But after that, I can't promise that we're going to answer it. Because you're getting a female in podcast. And it doesn't have to be all female questions. It's just going to be questions that me, Alyssa, and Lily answer. Correct. And for those of you that don't know, because we have some new listeners on the show, Alyssa is uh, Dave, my coworker's wife. and, And my friend. And it's just Sally's friend, too. She doesn't have to be Dave's wife. Um, and Sally's sister, Lily, mm-hmm. major shots. I think we also are getting Brady on the podcast. Do I know Brady? Baby Brady. Oh, one baby mo- Brady. One month old baby Brady. One month old little Brady. Got it. I was like, She's got to come she- with Lily. Got it. Very fun. And just maybe sit outside the studio and hopefully not cry. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to let it. Randy babysit her actually during the. Uh, he's, uh, he's Uncle Randy. Yeah, he's he, got it. He he'll got, be fine. He's got kid stuff on. He's given a bottle before. He'll be fine. Yeah, we're good to go. Anyway, Sally, are you ready to get yeah, into this get episode? Into hey, Mail and Crew, I wanted to get your thoughts on splitting purchases on a big group ski trip. Here we go. 
We have a group going to Colorado next week, ranging from 8 to 12 people. I'm usually a fan of splitting things to keep it easy. However, I've been thinking I don't want to split alcohol bills on this trip. The two main reasons are, one, this group will not will, will buy excuse me a lot of liquor, and I don't drink liquor. I just usually have a few crispy bush lattes, aka bush lights. Uh, would it be weird for me to ask the group if I can be excluded from the liquor bill? Side note, this group also spends a ton on food, and I don't eat a whole lot comparatively, but I'm fine sucking it up and splitting the food part. Also, Colorado still keeps liquor sales separate, so it's easy to have a separate bill from food and beer. Sally, are, I mean, you, are we doing too much here? Sure, you can ask, but your friends are going to make fun of you behind yep. your back. Yep, that's what's going to happen. I apologize in advance for for the strife you're going to receive for this, but your friends are going to hate it. Yeah. I, we always get these questions and I'm like, you do you, if you want to ask, I personally, and maybe this is just because I'm a people pleaser and I don't want to ruffle feathers, but like, even when I was like pregnant and not drinking, I still like paid for alcohol. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mostly because I was just like, I don't want to be the person who, unless somebody was like, Oh, Sally didn't drink. Don't, Put her in there. Sure. But I also wasn't going to be like, um, you guys, um, I only had salters. So I, I'm not, I, I think that this is a lot. People have different financial situations, but I'm going to argue that if you can afford to go on a ski trip, you can probably afford the extra hundred dollars it's going to take to pay for the liquor. Yeah. For the group. And, and it's one of those things where, the the whole idea of a ski trip is is going to a dope location and splitting costs so it's more fun for everybody involved. It's, even with liquor, with beer, like their people are going to pay for your beer, you know, they're they're going to chip in for your beer tab kind of right. deal. So it's, you know, I I get where you're coming from. I know that liquor can get expensive. Maybe we ask them, hey, can we like hold off the Pappy Van Winkle or Johnny Walker Blue? Like, let's just get the basics. Um, or wine or something like that. But I, I think in my, if I'm in your situation, I just suck, suck it, it up, up because it's going to be 50, 60 bucks on top of that. Love it. Randy, can you chime in on this? Because I know you're not a liquor drinker. Do you s- I drink liquor? I don't drink I, beer. I guess, okay. So you, just wine, I guess. Opposite. He does Never not mind. drink beer. Randy's off. We can cut that part. Here's, here's my... Question. Well, first of all, this person's at eight to twelve people, so I'm assuming people are coming and going. Yeah, I, I, it, it was interesting there. I'm like, it's next week, and we don't have a locked in range. But I guess you're right. It could be if hey, you're using something like Splitwise, mm-hmm. uh, you can really target it. Then you can target like you didn't go to the opera this day. You didn't stay at the house this night. Mm-hmm. You didn't partake in the liquor. You didn't go to this restaurant. If That's y'all want to be that specific that's great Mm -hmm. i think at this point a lot of people are willing to pay the extra money for pure convenience sake because at that when you have that many people you're just throwing shit into the pot of what everyone paid and then breaking it down it's too difficult to be like well brett attended this 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 but he didn't do this i think that just gets too complicated Mm -hmm. i agree with this many people Slash in general, I I think everything kind of comes back to like, that's kind of been my whole philosophy since I've been probably making my own money at 22. Mm -hmm. Like, as much as I wanted to pinch pennies and things like that, and I I think if you're on like a strict budget, I get it. But also, like I said, you have the funds to go take a trip. You kind of almost have to budget in the like extra couple hundred dollars for the slush fund. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And a lot of the time it comes out, in my experience, especially with 12 or more people, it comes out less than you would have thought. You're like, right. oh, I spent 70 bucks on food, booze, and whatever for the whole house for the whole week. I was like, oh, sweet. I, the, the other thing is if you do ask your friends this, mm-hmm. and again, I think if that's something you want to do, fine. But just be aware that you're probably going to piss off, like fully piss off two people and the other people are going to be like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then they're going to be watching you the whole trip. And if you make one <laughs> vodka soda, they're going to be like, oh, Brett made a vodka soda. Oh, he guess, didn't, guess he you did, can. Guess you can drink Guess you can drink liquor. Like that's a whole – I just – I'm not willing to even try to confront that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's just one of those things, hey, do, do you. Um, or you can just say, hey, let's go to the bars the whole time and do your thing and then have separate tabs there. Sure. Solution. 
Um, one thing I keep a tab on every day, though, Sally, is my uh, my gut health, oh. my overall health, mostly, um, and that's with the assistance of Athletic Greens. Yeah. AG One is my daily routine. In the morning, I hop in, wake up, get in the shower. Usually, it's like somewhere after brushing my teeth, in between, like fully getting ready, pop a, a little scoop in my little bottle, shake it up, down the hatch, good to go. It's a little green shot to start the day. AG1 is lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything, and it still tastes good. Supports better sleep quality and recovery, mental clarity and alertness. I mean, it's just, it's just a perfect way to get the nutrients your body needs immediately. Immediately. 75 of them. High-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, like I said, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging. Literally all the things. It's just how do you get good stuff in your body immediately? Athletic greens. Simple as that. I have been fully doing athletic greens for a month now because I started January 3rd. On my like health mm-hmm. kick. Health kick. I have never been complimented on my skin Ooh. so many times. Okay. I think it's that. I like because I haven't really changed my skincare routine. You're glowing. And I think people, I'm not kidding. Like probably once a day, people are like, your skin looks so good. What have you been doing? It's the athletic greens. There you go. Yeah. How about that endorsement? Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It is just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash mail-in. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash M-A-I-L-I-N to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate in daily nutritional insurance. Next one, Sal. Here we go. Hey, gang. As I start to go back into a corporate hybrid work situation, I wanted to get your opinion on using a backpack. I feel like I've seen a lot of slander on the timeline lately about uh, grown-ups using backpacks to transport work items. Is there a better alternative? Is a backpack necessary for those who drive into work versus using public transportation? This is a little style question for you here, Sally. Where do you fall on the new, kind of the backpack kick people are on? I support it. Okay, I'm going to just say this. Backpacks are great. They're easy. I actually was kind of confused about this. I feel like if you use public transportation, it makes it easier. For a backpack? Yeah. Well, I'm just anti-backpack in general. I think if you wear a backpack, I think less of you as a person. Wow. Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. I I just for I, I it's like a new it's like the new Allbirds is wearing a backpack or the new on sneakers. It's kind of like a, a feels like a techie thing that a, people people have gone from like briefcases to me. I I love my like over the shoulder saddle bag or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. laptop bag. That's my style. That's what I like to do. I know people do that too. I just Something about a backpack just doesn't do it for me. And that's fine. I think it's all about a personal, like, like as far as functionality goes, backpacks are like sunk it to none. Yeah. Throw it on your back. You have two hands. Like, you don't have to keep slinging it over your shoulder or cross, what do you call it, cross body. Yeah. Um, and, so, and they're super easy to use. And then you just pop them in your car or on the bus, on the train, on the subway, wherever you're commuting from. Yeah, backpacks are great. I just don't. Love the style all the time. I think that's fine. Just a personal choice. I'm all in on backpacks. I <laughs> obviously use one throughout school. Mm-hmm. I, again, am not in the corporate worlds, mm-hmm. but everyone that I work with has a work bag. Ours have to be clear if you bring them in the OR. Oh, gosh. Okay. Because of uh, drug diversion. Oh, it's like don't they take stuff home? Correct. So you can't take an epidural home for me? Shoot <laughs> my ribs up with? Uh, they, they, if I don't bring my bag into the OR, so I don't care about that. But if you, if you are going to bring it into the OR with you, it has to be clear so mm-hmm. that they can tell that you're not like stealing supplies or oh drugs or whatever. That's our work policy. Sure. But 
being someone who works in a, you know, obviously casual, we wear scrubs, et cetera. A lot of, a lot of us bring backpacks to work because mm-hmm. it's just easier. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter. Like I'm not, no one's looking at what I'm wearing to work or walking into work and being like, oh, that person like is in a full like business casual attire with a backpack on. Mm-hmm. But I also think backpacks, there's like a range of them. Most of us at, you know, in the hospital have like real old school, like North Face backpacks or like Jansport, Jansport? or whatever, oh, like yeah. that are like more rugged, like you could take everywhere, mm-hmm. whatever. But if you are somebody who's in the corporate world and you're literally having to wear like business professional or business casual all the time, there are elevated backpacks that you can wear that are either like leather or just toned down with like all the less, less of the pockets and the things and the <laughs> Nothing carabiners yeah, you don't and the need, whatever. Right. <laughs> you don't need all that. You just need something to put your like laptop and your, maybe your water bottle and your luncheon, whatever. The the one thing I'm going to say that I, I really don't like is the, the corporate, like if you're, if you're going business casual and wearing a backpack, I'd, I think that's, I don't like that look. See, and maybe I'm more into backpacks because we used a backpack for a diaper bag. Oh, practical. Yeah, that's. And I think now I like use this like neoprene one that I liked, but mm-hmm. honestly, I'm like, now I want to like be the bougie mom with like a bougie backpack, like a mm. leather, like a nice one. Like a, I, I don't even know brands. Like a Gucci backpack. Gucci backpack. Gotcha. That's pretty unnecessary for a diaper bag because there's like <laughs> shit all in it. But <laughs> it's like uh, a tender sky. I, I think that, I don't know, I'm for it. But again, like you said, it's your personal style. Totally. I don't think. It, if if people really have problems with backpacks, they're not gonna like come up to you and like shit on you on the subway. No, uh, nobody's gonna nobody like. It's just it's just normal. I I just prefer a different style, and that's I mean, like it's it's not you're not gonna get as long as you don't have a it. rolling bag. Oh yeah, don't do that. Don't be that loser. Remember the kids who had rolling backpacks at school? And like, <sighs> yeah, it was that. And then if you had a rolling back or a rolling hockey bag, after like the age of ten or twelve. You, you you got made fun of. I don't even have to have an over the shoulder hockey bag that you carry. You can't yeah. have a roller. You could argue that backpacks are probably way better for your posture. Oh, I'm you're sure because you're not like leaning to one side. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, just a style thing. Also, the other corporate trend I really don't like is uh, blazer. Like I'm I'm just talking men's fashion here or men's corporate fashion. Uh, blazer, sport coat, t-shirt, jeans, and like the Cole Haan like nice sneakers. Mm-hmm. Hate that look. Hate that look. I don't know. It's a very popular like that. ESPN. I'm on like the press junket for the day look. I feel like I don't have a good handle on what people with corporate jobs wear to work. I mean, I guess neither do I because we don't work in corporate jobs. Right. Like I. Randy's wearing a 2005 I mean, I Chicago guess, I, White I, I Sox. I have to sweater. like. I'm going to a conference in a month and I have to wear like, you know, business casual. Oh. Okay. And I'm like, I don't even know if I own any business casual. Like I'm gonna have to go. I I probably will just like wear a dress or something. Like mm-hmm. I don't even know what I would wear. Do the old like pe- pencil skirt thing. Yeah, like I'm not gonna go get anything for this. <laughs> you should. Let's go. Let's go. Because uh, I have a a conference, not a conference. Well, let's go to a deal day. Loft, like I have a deal day on the fifteenth. Should we go to uh, Should we go to Nordstrom's and do content and be like Brett and Sally get? Uh, I get mean, we can. I don't think anybody commercialized. Cares about no, they don't. My, None. <laughs> I'll just go to Ann Taylor Loft to pick up some perfect black some mob stuff. Yeah. There you go. Hey, Brett and Sally. I am currently a grad student who's working full time in Richmond. Shouts to the spiders. Our grad school class is pretty social, and we go out after class fairly often. As you might guess, this has led to some hookups between people in the class, and I found myself in one of these situations fairly recently. We never officially dated, but we definitely pushed the envelope to the point that it was a running joke among classmates that we were dating. Long story short, it didn't end super well, but we remain friendly with each other. Here's the deal. I recently started dating another girl who's not in our class and may end up bringing her to some of the social functions with other classmates. Do I have to tell her about the history with the girl from our class or... Should I just avoid the topic altogether? If we had actually officially dated, I would definitely tell her. But since that never happened, I think it may not be worth the possible 
awkwardness. Um, Little do they or don't they here, Sally? I think this is a case-by-case basis. Okay. How long have they been dating? Him and the new girl who's not in the grad school class. And is it a situation where you've already talked about other exes? Mm -hmm. Like if you've only gone on a few dates and you're going to bring her around, I don't think it's necessary to tell her because you haven't delved into the whole like who you've dated, who your ex is, et cetera. Sure. Um, I think you, I don't know. I don't know if I would want to know beforehand. You know what I'm saying? Because then I feel like it would make me weird all night. Yeah, you'd be like scoping her out type of thing. But then it's also like afterwards, if it's weird because people in your class or the hookup girl is weird to you, then the girl you're with is going to be like, why didn't you tell me? Right. And that was my that was my question to you. I was I was going to ask you as a as a as the girl in this situation, if you went to a function and saw or, or didn't didn't know anything about like, oh, they're just these are my friends, these are my classmates, and then somebody else is the one to tell you that, oh, yeah, that's funny. Like, you, like, they used to hook up, like, Will and somebody else. Yeah. You'd be like, wait, okay, like, cool, but you didn't tell me that. Do you want to do it like that? Or, like you said, what, what, do you, what do you prefer? Do you prefer knowing, and maybe it's, like, a little cold or weird, or do you prefer just ignorance on that? I think I prefer ignorance. Okay. Mostly because when Will and I first started dating, we went to Michigan and there were some girls he'd hooked up with there, mm-hmm. one of whom literally in front of me <laughs> called me a redhead distraction to Will. <laughs> I was like, who's this Excuse bitch? Excuse me? Um, and later he was like, I like made out with her one time. And I was like, okay, well, she's clearly crazy. Oh, like, my God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I think in that sense, I was just like, okay. I, it also depends on the girl. Like. For me, that stuff doesn't bother me. I Will and I have exes. We don't mm-hmm. really talk about them that much. Neither of them, neither of us had like life changing exes. Mm-hmm. And to me, this this girl, the grad school girl, is not a life changing ex. Sure, you yeah. dated this girl, and it was like hot, hot and heavy and serious. I think that's a conversation. Like, hey, my ex girlfriend's going to be there. Yeah. Someone you hooked up with. I think. I think even if it gets brought up at an event, you're just like, we hooked up. It did not end well. I mm-hmm. didn't. We. It will never happen. So I didn't even bring it up because it's. And to me, she's a blip on the radar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I. I think I tend to agree with you. I would go in. I would go in and just if it happens, like oh yeah, no, like like it's almost if you tell her or talk to her about it before, it's almost increasing the. You're giving it more power. You're giving than it, it yeah. You're giving it more credence. Than the oh yeah like no one or two nights like kind of didn't work didn't end well just friends especially if you said there's you're still friendly with this person right like if if it's like a you could kind of laugh it off situation Mm -hmm. I think that's how you do it and uh, but yeah if you if if maybe the only way I'd say otherwise is if you know you're the new girl you're dating is like. like a quick fuse kind of kind of situation maybe that's the the only way yeah i'd say otherwise but no i think uh i I I think think you're fine talking about it before gives it more power yeah like you mentioned um you said you are in grad school though and if you know that means maybe if you're in business school it's like uh you have a good little wardrobe like we talked about sally and i yeah See our friends over at Roan. R-H-O-N-E. Roan is absolutely becoming one of my favorite sponsors because they have made my favorite shirt. Favorite button-down dress-ish shirt. This is my white Roan button-down, and it is the most comfortable thing. Slimming, light, and the material is awesome. So I just I hit all the points that I wasn't even supposed to get to yet in the read, but I just had to I had to lead off with it. It's the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible set of products known to man, and here's why. Roan helps you get ready for any occasion with the community collection, which offers the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, and polos. You never have to worry about what to wear when you have the Roan commuter collection. The comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability 
and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way. From your commute to work to your 18 holes of golf. Their comfortable uh, confidence, all of the business buzzwords. Throw a backpack on it. Yeah, <laughs> throw a backpack on it. Exactly. Listen, all, all that matters is that Roan's comfortable, Roan looks good, and they'll keep you fresh all day long because the material it's 100% machine washable so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether as well i said i love the white button down i love the collar i love the way it looks i love the fit i wear a large true to size have washed it a few times stays true to size the material stays the same um and i'll just be honest i bought more roan stuff based on them sending me one free shirt their pants are pretty cool too i washed will's shirt mm-hmm shockingly not wrinkled shockingly not wrinkled yeah like i <laughs> i like took it out and i was like what is this i i didn't know what it was because mm-hmm. i was you know doing his laundry and i'm like this thing is literally like i don't have to like put it in the f- pile to be ironed i don't have to like put it oh. back into the dryer to dry a little bit more to release the wrinkles like mm-hmm. i literally just hung it on the thing bada bing bada boom yeah Ron's good to go. The Muter Collection gives you uh, gets you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roncom slash mail and use promo code mail to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash mail and use code mail. It's time to find your office comfort. I'm going to get Randy some Ron. <laughs> Hey guys, first time, long time, and I'm in kind of a tough situation. Here we go, Sally. I'm in a long-term relationship, and I'm very happy with it. I also started a new job last year that I really like. Only problem. There's someone I work closely with of the opposite sex who is also married that I have a ton in common with and I really enjoy talking to. Just think that we've gotten too close. We are great friends, but I think I have some feelings for her. I have no intention of uh, on pursuing this or talking to her about it, mostly because I, of course, respect that she is married and I like my job so much. It's just killing me inside that I have to see this person every day. I don't really know what to do. To add a little context, we are literally on a sub team of two and talk a lot, but it's remote. We've only hung out a few times in person. Any advice? Would be greatly appreciated. Thanks. Ooh, tough. Yeah. Um, that is difficult because you have to talk to this person every day. You can't like avoid them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't cold shoulder them. Stop talking to them because then it's it. it's weird because then you are you can't work with them, right? There's sticky situation here. Tough. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, have a, I don't have a good answer for this. I feel like if you tell her that you have, like, hey, I, I got to, we got to, st- like, let's keep everything we just talked about work. If you say that, she's like, well, that's weird. Like, why? And then, yeah. you, then you explain it and you say, I'm developing feelings. I don't know. I don't know what the pathway is to that. You, and you don't want to, like, quit your job. Does you love it? Do you go to a manager and say, can I switch to a different team? Is that the option here? Yeah. I guess it's got to be because it's like either path is going to lead to something worse, right? Quitting your job, because but you love it and telling her, I don't think there's a happy ending romantically here. So he's in a relationship and happy. Yep. She is married. Yep. Um. Yeah, it's not. He doesn't sound like he's wants to pursue this. He's no, just he says like, no intention. He's just like it's kind of like a just bubbles up, can't really control it type of thing. Yeah, I think two things here. One, it's like kind of a you got to kind of shift the mindset because I think when you, okay. I think it's really easy for people in all different walks of life, whatever situation it may be, to um, have chemistry with each other. So yeah, that's uh, you're absolutely right here. Whether it's at work mm-hmm. or maybe you're on like some sort of intramural team or it's one of your college best friends or mm-hmm. whatever. There are certain people you click with just because your personalities kind of mesh. Yeah. Um, 
doesn't always mean that you need to be in a relationship with that person. No, it's just it's just a, a good like a good click is a good click. Right. And I think it's um easy to especially when it's someone you're attracted to mm-hmm. like confuse 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 <laughs> there's confusion uh to confuse like rapport with attraction. So sure. okay. if you I think that gets clouded when people are, you know, working with somebody that they just have find attractive qualities in them. So then you already are thinking like, oh, this girl's cute and funny and smart. Mm. And then we have this great rapport. And now I think I have feelings for her. Mm. But if she were a guy, you would probably have the same and had the same personality. You'd have the same interaction, but you just wouldn't be sexually attracted to her. Him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you almost have to like shift it to thinking that because yes, maybe you have developed a little bit of a crush or feelings, but it's all based on just your ability to have a good relationship with this person. Yeah. Um, I think that can be a strength. I think having somebody that you work with where you get along with them, you are able to open up with them, like you don't harbor resentment towards them. All of those mm-hmm. things are good. But on the flip side now, it's he's almost talked himself into having feelings for her. Yeah. And you either, one, need to totally shift your mindset. And if you need to, that might. If you can't, it's going to require you changing the nature of the relationship. So less fun banter, you know, less asking about personal stuff, uh, keeping mm-hmm. it strictly business. She might be confused because – Probably you've just been going about your business, like chatting about what you did that weekend or what your dog did or whatever it is that keeps it personal. I think if you're unable to kind of separate your feelings, then I think that's step one. It's to really try to like fully go professional only. Mm -hmm. You can do that. I I think it's kind of going back to your point of there's some sort of like is the grass greener like Uh ideation, like idealism to having a crush when you're happy in a relationship and the other person is happy in a relationship or married, right? Like there's right. There's sort of like this idealistic, like, oh, what if? Like uh-huh. romantic comedy kind of aspect to stuff like this. And I think you're absolutely right, just shifting your mindset to like, that's never gonna happen. We don't live in the same place. We're re- like, you know, like there's just some sort of like yeah, fun idea. It's like winning the lottery, right? Fun idea cool to think about oh like what if that worked somehow but it's not gonna happen right so shift and it back to really guilt involved with it because you're co- coming back to your girlfriend yeah absolutely and thinking like oh i've been flirting with sarah all day whatever mm-hmm. and i i think this gets hard it's it goes back to the whole work wife work husband thing it's like you're spending a, an insane amount of time with this person mm-hmm. like arguably the most time yeah Besides the person you're in a relationship with, maybe more time. Yeah, maybe more, especially if they don't live together. Right. And so it's it's easy to get swept up in that, but I think you've got to take a step back and really try to like keep it professional at least until Mm -hmm. you can kind of change how you feel about the situation. And then if that does not work, either because it's not possible to or your feelings don't change, I think that's when you ask to be put on a different team. Yeah, I think that's sort of the the last resort situation. I don't think you there's no there's no part of me that's telling you to to tell her that like right. you have feelings. I think that's not a good idea. I think pulling away entirely just out of the blue is a bad idea because that's just going to lead to having to tell I her why. I mean, if why. she asks like, "Hey, I've noticed you've been a little like cold Colder, lately yeah. or whatever." I think it's pr- completely fine and professional to say like hey i'm just trying to like keep our relationship really professional yeah i think that's that's fair and don't put the onus on her just be like i and then if you have to change teams or something and just be like if she asked why be like i found myself like you're a great person we really mesh mm-hmm. i think it was better for me mentally to like for us to not interact sure and yeah. that's okay like that's that not easy. her fault it's mm-hmm. it is what it is but kind of putting a bow on this one like you mentioned it is it's a good thing to to mesh with somebody like that right on a team because you're going to work 
better together. As long as you can kind of like block out the emotional side of it for long enough, it's good to have a really good friend that you work with because you're just going to mesh. You're going to be able to problem solve. You're going to be able to ideate, be creative, get to solutions. Feelings from attraction yeah. to like friendly. Yeah, from attraction and like idealism to like, oh, this is cool that we mesh so well together. Right. And we're just going to be good coworkers or teammates or whatever because of it. I think that's a, a good mental switch to make. Okay. I don't know how to do it, but you just got to do it. Tough one. Uh, hey, Brett and Sally, I'll try to keep it short. So, one of my fiance's friends from high school is getting married. Uh, The couple had an engagement party last fall, which we could not make it to. Next up is the friend's bachelor party. Uh, It's next month, and it's in a hard-to-fly-into city, and my fiancé thinks it's probably too expensive for him to make, so we're kind of in a must-go situation for the couple's reception. They're eloping, so they're just having a reception. The issue is that it's the same day as my law school graduation, and it's a seven-hour drive from where we live, also in a hard-to-fly-to city. So even if we left immediately after my graduation ceremony, we'd probably only make an hour or two of the reception tops. I can tell my fiancé is feeling really guilty about not making the engagement party, probably not making the bachelor trip, and now maybe not even the wedding celebration. Uh, I kind of get the feeling that he wants me to say that he can skip my graduation, but I would want him there to witness and celebrate my graduation. We'd also originally planned to invite his family to come down for it too. Any advice? Uh, this one's easy for me. Hit me. You tell the fiance, it's my freaking law school graduation. You're coming to my law school graduation. I'm sorry that we didn't go to the engagement party and you couldn't do that, but maybe we can go hang out with your friends on a different weekend. Are you going to be sad when this couple does not come to your wedding? I mean, yes and no. Like, mm. to me, uh, this is – should exist. Like, there's other stuff going on. Will's best friend couldn't come to our wedding because mm-hmm. he was in a similar situation, like had yeah. – a like life changing internship that was going on that mm-hmm. he could not like fly across the country and leave for f- a few days. Okay. Uh, and it was one of those things where we were like, we get it. We're like, we're, ha- we eloped. It wasn't like a bit, I mean, even if it would have been a big ceremony he had to miss for that, I, I it hasn't changed the nature of our relationship. Mm-hmm. I think the true friends are going to understand that you have stuff going on. Law school graduation to me is a huge accomplishment. Mm-hmm. If you didn't care about it, fine. Sure. Yeah. It's Whatever. all, it, yeah. It, but, but if, if you, you do, care about it, which sounds like she very much cares about right, it, right? Then he should be there. I like that's so easy to me. I think, uh, unfortunately, it's hard to be at every person's event always. Like mm-hmm. you can't, it's not going to like, I, I think if they're truly, if this guy's high school friend is truly his friend, he will understand like they had life events. And I think if he he wants to make an effort, like say like, hey, it's her law school graduation weekend. We cannot make it. But I would really like to like go on a couple's trip together one weekend or long weekend or we would love to come visit y'all on a different yeah. weekend. Part of me, like if, it, if this is one of my, like my best friends from high school, I'm I'm doing everything I can to make that wedding, especially if I if I've gone over two, on engagement. I mean, but, and- I'm sorry, I I totally disagree with you. I think if Will would have missed my grad school graduation, mm-hmm. I would have that would have been grounds for like us to possibly break up. Really? Yeah. Okay. And I because I cared about it a lot. It was mm-hmm. a huge huge accomplishment. That was three years of me like working my ass off. Mm-hmm. My family's there. If if I didn't care about it, fine. Yeah. Fine. But if you care about it and you want him to be there, his friend needs to understand. And like, that's, that's what bothers me about this wedding stuff is I think people really get in their heads about like, oh, you know, it's my time to shine. Everyone needs to be present, this and that. But people have shit going on. You're an adult. Maybe you have a kid. Maybe you have grad school. Maybe you have this and that. Like life happens. I think if you're truly friends, you find another way to hang out and celebrate the mm-hmm. the thing but i 
I don't know. I if she if she's cool with her fiance not being there, fine, let him go. Yeah. But I also think like it's not his fault that they're you know the the it's not like he's choosing to go to a different wedding or something. It's her graduation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For his fiance. Like if the, if they'd only been dating yeah. for six months, I'm like, eh, maybe you need to let him go with his high school friend who's known forever. Right. But like y'all two are different. gonna get married at some point. Yeah. No, I I agree with that. I think it's first first level is how much do you do you care about the graduation part of it, like you said. Yeah. Second level, I'd probably I'd say, I mean, even if you can like if you say say I'm in this situation and you're like, you better be there or else I'm breaking up with you. I'm saying, okay, well, we're graduating and then getting in the car and going. Like I I would I would drive to make it for two hours. But uh, to me, that's that's like okay, so you totally value your friend over me. Like that's that a graduation's it's like a whole day affair. Usually mm-hmm. you have the ceremony, then you do like the lunch and you've got family in town and all of this stuff. Like it's not really a situation where she can pack up and leave. Yeah, yeah that, that would have to be the compromise. It's like, okay, we'll do the graduation stuff on like Friday night and then the, we're going to rip the the trip on Saturday. I don't know. I think like I I feel for this sticky situation kind of thing. This is a, a a sticky but situation I think, podcast I think the today, guilt but. stuff it's like i i hate the like i feel guilty for not attending your engagement party and this and that like mm-hmm. if that's if he feels that guilty reach out to the friend and make a make a separate plan yeah yeah just kind of let them know each situation hey i can't couldn't make the engagement party because of something we couldn't i can't make the bachelor party because it's too expensive and i can't make the wedding because my fiance's graduation and but i mean also i I also feel like the fiance, if he's really upset about this, like then that's where you bite the bullet and you pay and you go to the bachelor party. Yeah. That's the other that's another option. Just and that that's where yeah. you make other life sacrifices and save money so that you, in other areas so you can go to the bachelor party so mm-hmm. that you don't have to have all this guilt. Let me ask you, what if he's in the wedding? What if he's a groomsman? Well, it doesn't sound like they have groomsmen because they're they eloped. Oh, they eloped. Okay. Gotcha. Ooh, if that was the situation, I don't know what you do. I think if you're that's the thing. If if it's that close of a friend, you yeah. absolutely have the card to pull the closest card of, hey, it's so and so's graduation. Like we would be there in any other, you know. I, of the people who missed our wedding, mm-hmm. we had a couple friends who missed our wedding. One is Will's best friend. And we were like, that is such a bummer. We definitely want you there. Mm-hmm. Like but then some of the people who told us no, I'm like, okay, this says a lot about our relationship, and that's okay. Like maybe that's the time where we pull out, like, of this friendship. And I think that that will be the test. You know what I'm saying? I think if you're close enough with this person, they're gonna understand the dilemma you're in. But if you're just trying to save face and you're like, I have this obligation because he's my high school best friend, and I feel guilty because all the rest of my high school best friends are there, that's not a reason to go because of guilt. But if it's your if it's your best friend, they're going to understand. So then you shouldn't even have that guilt because it's like, okay, well, we'll figure it out another time. Another time. Couples party or couples uh vacation. Couples trip. Couples retreat. Good movie. Let's talk about our friends over at Butcher Box. Because I have been smoking these meats, Sally. <laughs> the best way to show love this Valentine's Day is through comfort food. Butcher Botch's words, not mine, but I tend to agree with them. Comfort food is way up there. Skip the crowd, skip the weight, skip the lines, the, the bills, you know, all the stuff that comes with Valentine's Day. Some people are Valentine's Day people, some aren't. If you're not, think about Butcher Botch for something to still make that night a little special. Even if you are Valentine's Day people, you know what's hella romantic? A home-cooked meal. A home cooked, like maybe a little fillet surf and turf. Mm. You have a fillet, you have a lobster tail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would rather do that than like go pay just crazy amounts of money. Yeah. Like to be at a restaurant where I have to wait and then be annoyed with people. And get the same kind of thing. Like at least you get quality time over quality food at your I own house. Totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. And that's why you need to think about Butcher Box this Valentine's Day. ButcherBox takes the guesswork out of finding high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust. 100% grass-fed beef, organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. It's also humanely raised, like I said, with no 
antibiotics, or added hormones. Delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping for the continental U.S., no surprise fees, and you can choose from a variety of box plan options from curated to customized and change your plan whenever you want. High-quality cuts, hard to come by at the grocery store, at an amazing value all the time. Just set it and forget it, and you get a freezer full of meat right to your doorstep. Recipe inspiration, guides, tips, hacks, even personalized sometimes. So you can cook up mouth-watering meals. Um, I have some steak tips from them. I have some scallops. I have some lobster tails, uh, tenderloins, steaks, you name it. I am ready to go with ButcherBox. Their chicken is fantastic. Their pork is fantastic. Just one of one of my favorites, and they've been with us for a long time, so we love ButcherBox. They're offering listeners of the Mail-In Podcast one of their best deals yet. 100% grass-fed chuck roast and a whole organic chicken free. When you join plus an additional $20 off your first box, sign up today at butcherbox.com slash mail-in and use code mail-in to get a 100% grass-fed chuck roast plus a whole chicken plus $20 off. Chicken free, pot roast or chuck roast free and $20 off. Great deal. Great deal. That's butcherbox.com slash mail-in and use code mail-in to get this special deal. Last one, Sally. Here we go. As a recent homeowner and a slightly more than average handy person, what would you recommend as my first home project? Also, can you tell Dylan the proper way to hide wires on a TV is not by running the TV power cord through the wall, but actually running a new outlet behind the TV? I will be sure to tell Dylan that. Wow, sounds like this guy knows his stuff. Slightly more than average handy guy, he says. So we got to we got to talk to Dylan about running person. A new, it could be a girl. Could be a girl. It could be a girl. Person. They did say person. I'm sorry. Um, what is when you get into a new house and say it's like not brand new? You you know whatever. You you need to do some work to it. What is the number one thing that you're doing to it first in a home improvement project? I'm going to throw this out there as someone who's quote, who's never owned a home mm-hmm. and is not handy. Yeah. I always feel like the first thing people work on is like, like a bathroom. Yeah. You know, I feel like <laughs> that's like a good, it's, it's one that's going to take work. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, this is coming from someone who has no experience. And is not a plumber or handy, but I feel like that's one of those things that like people are like, oh yeah, we're, we're like redoing the guest bath. Yeah, like that was like, mm-hmm. you know, you get like a new, like a little new vanity, you retile some stuff. Yep. You maybe put some new, uh, like hardware in the shower, some a new faucet, new some shower new head, finish finishes. Yeah, some new finishes. You take out the linoleum, throw in some tile, throw in some tile. Mm-hmm. Maybe Some stone, maybe. Maybe upgrade your your mirror situation. Mm, okay, the lighting situation is big. I feel like because it's a small space. Yeah. Even though it's a lot of like actual harder, like handy things, because like I, I again don't know anything about laying tile and shit, but I feel mm. like having to take out old tile, put new tile. That's like time intensive, but it's a smaller space, so it's easier to like conceptualize what you want to do. Yeah. And make progress on a small room versus being like, okay, we're do- redoing the kitchen. Let's do it. Let's get some new cabinets, yeah. like new appliances, et cetera. I think you're right on the bat. The bathroom's a good intro, like an intro level. Because yeah. because I can say, I can sit here and just say, well, paint a wall. Because that's like the easiest yeah, way painting to- painting is easy. Boom, like, that's done. That You don't need to be handy at all to do that. But my first thought was knock down a wall. Like it's all, okay. oh, it's all get open these days. Everybody's got to be open floor but don't plan. Don't you feel this, like that, that requires like probably an engineer's like yeah, absolutely? Yeah, you got to have some idea of what you're, you can't just throw a sledgehammer on the wall. But once you get all kind of somebody take a look at it, okay, we can do this. This is load bearing. Don't knock down this wall. This is not load bearing. You can knock down the fuck out of this wall. That's a fun one. Opens things up. I just am saying guest bath because you're probably not going to screw your whole house up. By exactly. Doing. It's it's like the it's like the least amount of like annoyance and mm-hmm. invasiveness into your everyday life yep. because likely you're still able to, you know, unless you're straight up only bathroom, but if it's like a guest bathroom, it's like you still have your own bathroom to use. 
other people can go to that bathroom. If you'd like knock out the plumbing or some situation, you're not going to screw up the rest of the house. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can close that door. And like, if you have people over, no one has to go see the guest bathroom. But then I feel like that's also always the one where like, we redid the guest bathroom. And then that's like the number one party. Like, let's check out the guest bathroom that we redid. Redid it. Totally redid it. But that's, I think that's, I think that's like the starter jumping off point because it also proves that you clearly are handy enough to handle some big projects Mm -hmm. like because you retiled you replaced the finishings you maybe got a new vanity so you did a bunch of different handy things Mm -hmm. in one place versus being like we painted the house you're like okay well a monkey can paint a house yeah uh given the the right instruction you know fritz can paint a house i mean it'll take him a long time it won't go well but he can do one yeah Yeah. right he's he's equipped I think uh, I think the only problem with doing that is maybe you get a little cocky and you're like, well, we did the guest bathroom. We did the master bathroom. Let's do the kitchen. So like, let's I, leave the kitchen think, to a pro. I think a kitchen, though, is, if you are that handy, is definitely doable. And you that's why you start with something small where if you make a mistake, mm-hmm. you know going into the next one, like, okay, well, we did this with a tile. That did not go well. So, mm-hmm. like, we're going to pivot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And again, if you make a mistake on the guest bathroom, like, who gives a shit? It's the guest bathroom. That's true. It's just the guest bathroom. It's just the guest bathroom. I, I wonder, like, what is the uh, – I you look at, like, 2023 building trends and you know, modern farmhouses on its way out. And now it's all about having, like, deep earth tone cabinetry and, like, the like Hunter Green is in and Navy cabinets are in. It's, like, this, like, little – this, like, dark wave. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan of – dark interiors me, me too probably because it's like it's coming in, in style and i'm like oh this is sick i either i actually like really like dark exteriors light interiors or like opposite where it's like light on the outside and then sure you like a really okay. cool like dark study dark dark oh dark study for sure but like stainless steel appliances are are going out now now you gotta have uh like the same your fridge has gotta be the same color as your cabinets now and washer and dryers are like matte black yeah, I don't care about that. Yeah, I don't. Well, it's just a washer dryer. Yeah, no. By the way, thank you everybody who reached out and said I can just switch the hinges on my dryer to the other side. I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to look into it. Yeah. I'll give you that level of commitment. Cool. You're going to think about <laughs> I'm it. I'm going to think about it. Exactly. Um, and then I'm trying to think. Hey, hardwood, you know, that's that you can never go wrong with putting wood on your. I feel like that's a big project, though. You got to like move furniture. You gotta oh yeah, I mean it's. I, I think it's big, but once you like rip up the carpet, I feel like it's kind of doable, right? I think if you're gonna do, you're gonna start with one thing. You start with like a room versus like yeah, yeah. Then try and do nine things, house. yeah, at once. Or you, you know, hide all the wires for all your TVs. Mm-hmm. Number one, or you, like whatever you're gonna do. I want to. Uh, Eventually, in my house someday, have like the fireplace, like you guys have, like the the big ass fireplace with a stone, uh-huh. and then, like, I want a a problem of mine one day to be like, how do I get wires through stone? The I know it's great doable, thing about but it's ours like was that someone did it before us mm. and had the same TV, so we literally just were like, "Yep, that helps. That helps." It's like, well, I don't know we didn't how have a happened, choice but... because they had already drilled into the stone. And we were like, well, we got to hang the TV here now in front of where they drilled into the stone because we're not going to like see all these holes in the stone and redo mm-hmm. it. So I, I have, whenever I move out, um, I'm going to have to like undo a lot of home improvement I've done because I've run it by, like I yeah. can't just sell it and leave it. So I, I replaced a light fixture. I drilled into the walls to hang my TV and my entertainment center. Uh, I drilled through the wall to hide wires. I got a lot of work to do whenever yeah. I move out of my place. But I think apartments like expect you to do some of that. You know, that's why you pay a deposit. Yeah, that's true. I don't think they expected me to change out the dining room light fixture and get, get in they the electric. But probably don't even won't even notice. But I want to take it with me. Yeah, well then take it with you. Yeah, I got to re I got to rewire their ugly ass dining room lamp thing. <laughs> Anyway, that's going to do it for us today, Sally. Anything before we jump out shower thoughts-wise? No, but please send in your questions for the next couple hours. Female in. The female in. And then look forward to us on Valentine's Day.
V-Day. It's dropping Tuesday. Tuesday. Next week. There you go. Uh, I have none as well. Great. Subscribe. Rate five stars. Please review. Tell a friend about the show. Hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That is 888-362-6245. I have like 45 voicemails I have to listen to. Thank you for continuing to call in. I will do it at some point. We'll do an exclusively voicemail episode. Uh, or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mailin Podcast. Sally, where can the people find you? Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter. I am Brett Merriman at Schmerriman on both those platforms. And uh, I won't see you guys next week as it'll, I'll leave it to the girls. But see you guys in two weeks. This one's for the girls. Bam, 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 bam. That's, That's good. Yeah.